hello, and welcome to the Fantasy National Golf Club. This is Nice Shot Pods, featuring Tractor, the Rhino, the Moose, and Paul. This week, I will introduce you to my crew. We will discuss the Sony Hawaiian Open. We will play who the hell is that guy and what should his nickname be. We'll make one and done picks, play Fantasy Nassau, and recap the Century Tournament of Champions and discuss the never-ending Patrick Reed saga. Hello and welcome. This is the Mooseonomics, a.k.a. the Moose, chairman and founder of the Fantasy National Golf Club. Welcome to the first ever episode of Nice Shot Pods. Man, it's a good time to be alive. The Tournament of Champions just concluded. We're getting going into the Sony Open with our first full field event with a cut. The Vikings just won the playoffs against the New Orleans Saints. And most importantly, today was officially my last day at the day job. I am now devoting 100% of my time to Fantasy National, which is awesome. Can't believe that's happening. Uh, would never have believed it five years ago when I started making the spreadsheet that I'd be quitting my job. And, uh, now that I got all this free time, one of the things I wanted to do is I wanted to start a podcast with some of my friends, uh, guys who know golf, are going to be fun to talk to week in and week out. It's going to give me an opportunity to talk about what's new at Fantasy National. And this isn't necessarily going to be a straight picks pod. We'll, we'll be making picks and talking about the slates, but we're going to try to focus more on golf strategy and fantasy golf strategy. Have a little bit more of that into it than just, you know, here's the salary, here's who I like, here's who I'm on, here's who I'm not. Speaking of FantasyNational.com, if you go to FantasyNational.com slash pod, that's P-O-D, so slash pod, you can save 20% on membership dues. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at NiceShotPods. With that going underway, I'd like to introduce you to the guys that we're going to be doing this with. First, I'd like to introduce you guys to Rhino. Rhino, how you doing? Lovely, Moose. How you doing, man? Doing really good, man. Hey, congratulations, by the way. Thank you. It's really weird. Quitting the day job, huh? I know. It was crazy. So, Rhino, why should people give a shit about you? Uh, from a golf standpoint, I'm a has-been that never was. Uh, but I still play the game. I love the game. I love fantasy golf. I love wagering and losing money on golf. I think it's probably the best sports gambling game out there. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm just a buddy ready to talk some golf. Sweet. So, let me ask you this. So, why, why Rhino? Why, how did how'd you get the name Rhino? Pretty original group of friends, but my last name is Ryan, so... How long have you been going by Ryan, Rhino? Or have people been calling you Rhino? Has it been like since high school or was it a college thing? Kind of a college thing, yeah. You played golf uh, in college, correct? I did, yeah. At the uh, D3 powerhouse of Luther College down in Decorah, Iowa. Uh, a couple good breweries down there. But other than that, not a whole lot going on. But yeah, I, I played a little D3 golf and still get it around. Uh, what, what's your current handicap? I, honestly, I had to check. So I was plus 1.4 going into the end of 2019. But then with the, the new world handicapping system, apparently I'm now plus 1.8. I don't necessarily know what that does for uh, gambling purposes, but I think. No, it doesn't at all. But, you know, I like to. We're going to be talking golf, too. So I like people knowing that, you know, you know their stuff doesn't really help or matter. But, you know, you've also uh, have a lot of wins out of Hazeltine. Obviously, the way I know you is. From Hazeltine National. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've got quite a few. How many club championships do you have? I have three. Three club championships. Mm-hmm. Uh, another tournament out there is the Heffelfinger. That's our stroke play club championship. How many of those do you have? I have three of those as well. 
How about Fisher Cups? Do you have any Fisher Cups? That's our member-member tournament. Two? 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 I think maybe three. I've won gross a whole bunch. You've won gross a whole? Yeah, so they have a gross division and net. Yeah, net I only won once, and it was rain-shortened, and uh, thank God. (laughs) But, yeah, gross I think I won four times. Um, And then, yeah, so any other notable victories out there? You've got an old fall. you got a blue tee, too, correct? i got two... Old Falls, and I think I have three blue tees. So basically, your mantle's just cluttered with crystal from Hazeltine, and it, it is. Yeah, it, unfortunately, it's in storage right now. Yeah, but okay. I, the important ones I still have up. The club championships; those are the ones we care about. Those are the ones we've got. So that's going to kind of lead. So when did you when did you first uh, start playing Hazeltine? My old man actually joined out there in two thousand two thousand one, and I started to play it a little bit more, and then I ended up joining as a junior in 2007 I think. and that kind of brings us to our next guest uh, do you remember how you met paul our dads have been friends for literally 50 years paul i think we've been friends for like what 18 maybe 15 yeah i mean i really didn't meet you until the hazel team thing so i yeah. think it's 2007 how'd you how'd you get the nickname paul <laughs> just call me paul like your mom's name's Paulette, so you're kind of like a Me Too, like junior, right? It's like <laughs> careful with me, me Too, by the way. That is my mom's name. That's apparently not where my first name came from, but that's going to be a tough one to convince me of. But okay, right? We can move on. I'm still not convinced either. But so, Paul, you also run uh, the One and Done League that we play, and how long have you been doing that? Oh, probably about the same same amount of time. Probably you know 2007, 2008. Um, yeah, really big league, 23 people. Uh, little known fact, Paul's the one that actually coined the name the Moosonomics. Do you remember how that kind of came about? I don't, to be honest. I don't know how it... I can tell you how it goes. So we're playing the one and done, and I had my spreadsheet going, and I sent it over to you, and you go, what is this, some Moosonomics bullshit? <laughs> that sounds about right. I was like, hell yeah, I'm using that. And the rest is history, and now I don't have a day job. <laughs> You're welcome. So let's go through your golf credentials because nobody cares, but I do. But so you played college golf as well, right? I did. I uh, played like Jordan, played Division three golf, uh, University of St. Thomas over in St. Paul. Um, yeah, it was a fun four years doing that. What's your uh, What's your current handicap? I am a, currently a 3.6 right about there. So I think I've gotten as low as a 1.5 maybe. You've also have several uh, Hazeltine Club championships under your belt. <laughs> As a caddy, true. Yes. <laughs> how, um, how many is that? How many? How many? I don't know. Well, the night I've done it with Mo, actually, I caddied for Rhino, right? For your first one, absolutely. Correct? Yeah. One of them. Yeah, yeah, he talked shit too. It was great. <laughs> yeah, um, but no, my brother-in-law is a um, about a plus two point something. Um, I don't know how many clubs he's won five or six club championships. He's I won guess. six. So it's kind of just a, a given disgusting. every year when I play my club club championship match, inevitably lose in the first round, I grab a cocktail and hop on his bag. And he wins a lot. So yeah. I'm there for the win. But this year you came through with a major, a hazel major of your own. You are the reigning invitational champion here. Yeah. No, that was a that was a fun one. It was a uh it's a three day event, but uh, the third round both balls count. So both both players have to play play pretty well and kind of careered it after having one of the worst rounds ever the day before so just a stupid stupid game but so what was it you shot what was it you shot in round two so round two i shot an 87 on my own ball 
And what did you shoot in round three on your own ball? Uh, 69. <laughs> per- <laughs> so it was, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was one of those I left because we were kind of in contention after the first day. The second day, I played so bad, went home, just like, hey, I just blew it for us. You know, we got no chance now. And then the next day, partner played great too, and I careered it, and the rest is history. So that was a fun fun win, kind of the highlight of my golf career probably to this to this point. So We wrote an epic song about his 69 that he shot in the final round of the, of the Invitational. So we may, had a live performance at another one of our, our awesome events. Post that for everybody to watch. You got kind of a nice little Hideki pause at the top of your swing. You know, what, yeah, where did I that kind of come from? I don't know. I just, I don't like to watch my swing very much. I get too, too in my own head, but um, yeah, just through you know some lessons and different things, it just kind of feels like if I just kind of gather myself at the top, less, less goes wrong so try to just you know get that little pause and kind of load everything up and just fire from there paul i also don't like to watch your swing thank you wow (laughs) that is tractor the next person up on the list of people to introduce tractor welcome to the fantasy national golf club and nice shot pods yeah thanks for having me moose this will be a lot of fun yeah so hey guys so tractor is Guys, remember how he got his nickname? Well, it should have been Rhino, but Jordan already had that name, so they had to give me something else. Well, you wore John Deere colors. Yeah, no. So I like colorful clothes. Yeah. So you came out. Is it was we had a good Saturday game going. So I joined before Tractor, and then Tractor came. We had an awesome Saturday game where we had probably twelve to twenty different kind of junior members. I guess you'd say people, you know, thirty six and under that would play. He came in uh, for the first time for that Saturday game. He had, was it? I wore green pants and a yellow shirt. Bright yellow. Kelly green pants. And you got it. That was that was an RLX mint setup. I mean, that was looking good. It, it was. And I needed a nickname, and someone said, you look like a tractor. And I thought about it, and of all the shitty nicknames guys can give you, I said, I'm taking that one. I will live with that one. Because it could have been a heck of a lot worse than tractor that's kind of how i felt when i got settled with the nickname moose and we can kind of get back to that here a little bit here but so one of the things i have kind of noted that i want to bring up is that you're kind of a connoisseur of canned wine on the golf course (laughs) (laughs) oh talk dirty to me baby (laughs) the fact that people don't like drinking canned wine are called wine snobs first off canned wine is delicious second off it comes in a 16 ounce can wide mouth I drink a lot of wine. Like good wine, shitty wine. I drink a lot of wine. Here's the best part about playing golf with canned wine. Again, 16-ounce wide mouth. You're walking down the fairway. You take a swig like it's a beer because you forget it's not a beer. I'm usually drinking a nice crisp rosé. A little chill to it. All of a sudden, you've had two swigs of wine, which turns out to be mm, about two glasses of wine. (laughs) Then you realize you finished 16 ounces of wine in about a hole and a half. Hole three, you're hammered. It is a great buzz because you're wine drunk, and you're just riding drunk for the next at least ten holes. Then you kind of get around the snack shack or the turn, maybe get another. Sometimes it can be dangerous. Sometimes you got to get an Uber at, you know, 1 o'clock in the afternoon to get home. You know, in our defense, we walk when we play golf, so you're burning off a lot of that alcohol. Yeah, I'm pretty fat, too, so I'm not burning off a lot. (laughs) Which brings me to my next question. What's your handicap? Currently, I think I'm 6.2. Nice. It's bad right now. It's so, I'm the most up and down guy here. 
I mean, it gets going good, and then all of a sudden, I'm like, of course, 12. You're a big 37-47 guy. Yeah, I can't put two nines together to save my life. Do you think the canned wine has anything to do with it? Like most to do with it. But golf for me is just, I don't have to be with my kids. I'm out. It's nice out. I get a day drink. I mean, it's my jam. I'm not there trying to shoot 75. I'm trying to get a buzz on, baby. <laughs> you are dangerous on the course. You are the uh, 2018 Mr. and Mrs. Club champion, correct? Yeah, I think my wife shot the net course record that day. <laughs> what did she shoot? Uh, yeah, they had to go in and figure it out. I think she could only get zero points. It was stable for an event. Um, I think my wife got, I think she shot 79 points on her own. <laughs> oh, wow. For frame of reference, 36 would be even par for Stableford points. That's like the kind of like the second year my wife was playing golf. And, I mean, I put it together. I shot a 36. 36 <laughs> points. We dominated. So my wife, who doesn't understand how, like, net golf works, thinks everyone's going to be really happy for her when we get done. <laughs> they were not happy. I thought she was going to cry in the car because they were so mean to her. They're like, you're a sandbagger. You're cheating. I'm like... Oh, sorry, my wife, who's a 47 handicap, shot 102 today. <laughs> I mean, it was mind-boggling. So from that point on, Molly, she learned that, uh, you know, people are mean in net events. Well, if any of those catty old hags are listening, the Mrs. Moose and I played with you guys that round, and it, it was legit. I've seen her at other times, too. She hey. played great, and she was having the time of her life. She was on top of the world, so too bad that hey. people had to smack her down. Hey, Moose, can we just – so how many – that round of golf. Here, let's just talk about the SmackDown. So my wife got like 79 points that day. How many points did your wife get that day? I think zero. She got zero points. She day. did get zero points that day? She got zero. It was the most incredible round of golf I've ever seen. Yeah, that sounds about right. And you hate watching my swing? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> your swing stresses me out. I feel like you're going to fall over at the top. I'm like, just hit it. Finally, the crew gets around to talking the Sony Hawaiian Open and Wailai Country Club. It's our first full field event with a kite. How excited are you guys? Yeah! <laughs> yeah, I'm, pr- I'm pretty excited, actually. I feel like this tournament is kind of one. I remember back in the day, it was kind of like, uh. And now it seems like I think they get a pretty good field now. And, you know, the Kapalua one's kind of a nice way to ease into it. You know, a small field. But now this one, it's kind of like, okay, everybody's, everyone's kind of back. You know, like I said, there's an actual cut. You know, it's kind of nice. The Kapalua, it's kind of this course. You just kind of hit it anywhere. Now this week, you kind of go to a kind of a more parkland course, tree-lined. So kind of two different type of golf courses. Um, yeah, but, you know, I'm, I'm excited for the week. When's the last cut event we had on tour? Was it... November Zozo? with like the RSM or the something. RSM probably. Yeah, so we got over here. It's starting to kick off. And what's the problem with the fall swing is A, nobody cares, nobody's watching. B, people are kind of coming in and out. There's not a whole lot of consistency. You can't really get any sort of like current form going. It's kind of still an issue here, but from here on out, there is golf from here until September now, right? Yeah, good golf too. through September. Through September with the Ryder Cup. I'll tell you what, one of the things that uh, I remember most about Wiley, just in terms of years past, is it's still in Hawaii. You're still getting those great scenic shots. It's not probably as dramatic as Kapalua is or memorable, but like you said, kind of a lot more parkland type golf. 
Um, I don't know how much of it is like an accuracy course so much as just like position. You know, it's more about position. I saw an interesting stat that I look at from time to time is how the scoring average from like the left rough versus the right rough or the left fringe versus or left first cut versus right first cut and one of the things that was interesting about this course is i was looking at the stats on the course breakdown on fantasynational.com where you can save 20 percent if you go to fantasynational.com slash pod was the scoring average from the left rough is higher than the scoring average from the right rough the scoring average from the left first cut is higher than the scoring average from the right first cut the scoring average from the left side of the fairway is higher than the scoring average from the right side of the fairway isn't that kind of weird that just you just got to be on the right side of this course all the way? I saw that there's some pretty severe dog legs. You think that's what the deal is with this? You think it's more position? The other thing, too, and the reason I'm kind of getting into that, too, is that driving accuracy is historically pretty low here. It's Fairways are tiny. Yeah, they're really small. Yeah. These guys are trying to cut the corners. Yeah, yeah I mean, I look at number 18, right? Both 9 and 18 are the par 5s on the golf course, and they're like – hoisting it 30 yards left it's always kind of fun to watch on tv where they're aiming especially with shot tracer now i mean like 18 you've got 20 yards sliver out there but they're just trying to rip it about 30 yards left yeah i think there's a lot of dog leg lefts if i recall this course correctly so i'm sure that's part of it if you're missing left you know now you have no you know you're having to hit a, either a hard hook or something where you know you're missing right. You at least have that angle. And possibly that comes from trying to cut the corner. So the guys who yep. cut the corner actually mm-hmm. end up on the right side of the fairway. Right, right. And the guys who don't quite make it end up on the left because they didn't they didn't cut it. Uh, another thing I was seeing here too is that the greens are again big. Uh, more three putts here than normal. You know, one of the things that's kind of interesting about this week too is that Ball striking, which is off the tee and approach, is about equal to short game in terms of where guys who finish in the top 10 uh, gain their strokes. You know, typically it's either very heavily off strokes gain and approach and typically on approach. And then some weeks it's just all about who gets hot with their putter. And this week it's kind of 50-50. You know, it's a shorter course. It's under 7,200 yards. The, the other thing is that, yes, it is shorter, but the average driving distance here is about eight yards longer than your average drive on the PGA tour. So it's kind of weird to have both a short course and a course that yields longer average driving distance. Well, if you look at it on TV too, it's not like your typical like landlocked American, you know, pine lined or like, you know, Oak lined typical parkland golf course. It's, you know, big palm trees out there. I feel like you see more drivers on this golf course than a lot of the other ones. You say that just because if you miss, your odds are you're going to be kind of open. Yeah, exactly. You're going to have a you're going to have a shot in, or at least you know knock something up into a fair or into a greenside bunker. So cut line here is typically between zero and minus two, so it's not necessarily a birdie fest, not necessarily easy. Proximity to holes, kind of right alongside tour average. You also with that cut line moves, you got to remember there's also a lot of guys who haven't played, you know tournament cut golf for a couple months so i mean this is their most of the guys this is our first event of the year i mean they're kind mm-hmm. of easing themselves into it and you only have two par fives oh, yeah too. that's right and i don't think there's really any drivable par fours either right so you want to i mean i like guys that hit it kind of nowhere and shape shots here or justin thomas who hits it everywhere <laughs> and shape shots 
So here, you guys, I'm going to kind of read back the past, uh, I don't know, five or six, seven winners and kind of go into the names of who the runner-up were. Uh, so 2019, Matt Kuchar, runner-up Andrew Putnam. 2018, Pat Kazire, runner-up James Hahn. 2017, Justin Thomas, runner-up Justin Rose. 2016, Fabian Gomez and runner-up Brant Snedeker. 2015, Jimmy Walker. Scott Piercy, 2014, Jimmy Walker again, or the first time, and Chris Kirk. We've got Russell Henley and Tim Clark in 2013. And in 2012, Johnson Wagner won it over Harrison Fraser, Charles Howell III, Sean O'Hare, and Carl Pedersen. I don't know. Tells me good luck trying to pick the winner this week because it's kind of all over the map. Agreed. (laughs) Yeah. No, it, yeah, that's kind of one of the things that it's, and I think that goes to the thing. You got a lot of guys that are kind of just coming out. They might have some fresh status, trying to secure their stuff. They haven't been playing. Maybe they've been working with some coaches. Things are starting to click. Maybe they're just taking advantage of the fact that everybody else is rusty. Hey, Moose, is do you have does Mooseonomics uh, have any statistics about guys that played in the century going into also playing at the Sony? how they fare on average since they played the week before. Is there any statistics um, like that on your guys' website? I don't have it. I don't have it readily available. It's something that I can have. Um, I can't probably pull it up in this, like while we're doing this pod, but that's something I could run. So it's a good thing. So one of the things that I want to get to this year, now that I have all the free time in the world and all the time to devote to this, is I'd like to create a page where you could look at how people who play in this event – for, you know, or in any event for the first time play. Like, so let's say Justin Thomas is playing this week for the first time. Now, he's obviously won here, but how does he play on courses that he's played for the first time versus courses that versus courses that he's seen before? Exactly. Uh, like Neiman. This is Neiman's first run at this course. Yeah, and he's a young player, so we probably have a lot of courses that – he's seen for the very first time. So it'd be good to know is how does he do on courses that he's seen before versus courses that he hasn't seen before. Um, and same thing for this. How about guys who played the week prior? How have they done? You know, a lot of times with Fantasy National, the hardest part is not getting the information, but it's making the information easy to get at. So that's a lot of the battle that I sometimes find. It's like, yeah, I could put all this stuff together, but how do I make it where it's just like not this one page where I've got this menu of like 70 different odd stats or, you know, number crunches that you can run. So one of the things I'm working on, hopefully we'll get figured out soon, but no, it's a great question. Uh, Something I wanted to look at, you know, um, one thing that we do have, which is kind of cool on, on Fantasy National, is the time machine. Have you guys ever seen the time machine or know anything about the time machine? No. No, let's hear about it. So what the time machine is, is so this week's the Sony Open. You can change just right at the top where most of the time you come in, it's Sony Open, DraftKings pricing. You've got pricing. But if you click on that, you can get a drop down and it's got what we call the time machine in it. And so what it does is it lists out the 2019 Sony, the 2018, 2017. And if you switch to, let's say, the 2017 Sony, it'll just pull stats from the weeks leading up to there. And instead of having their DraftKings salary, it has their finishing position. So you could kind of go back and look at 2018 and say, 
how did people who putt well on Bermuda go? Is this something that I want to, you know, is that something that looks, you know, like it correlated to good success at the tournament? So, Moose, if you want to check that out, what's out of the promo code? This uh, that promo code is fantasynational.com slash pod. You save 20% on either a weekly, monthly, or annual membership. Uh, the weekly is really nice if you just kind of want to get in and test it out and check it out. But most everybody that joins weekly just ends up going to monthly or annual. So might as well save some, yourself some money and just start right at the monthly. So what year? Let's go to 2016 time machine. And the winner in 2016, was this the one year that Justin Thomas and Justin Rose? The, yeah, like, went bananas. Yeah, it's like the only year that... No, this is the year Fabian Gomez beat Brand Snedeker here. Electric. So if I sort by strokes game putting last 50 rounds, top, that one's not necessarily a great stat, but here I'll tell you how it's reading. So the top guys are Harris English, who finished 56th, Brand Snedeker, who finished 2nd, Peter Melnati, who finished 79th, Cameron Smith, who finished 81. If I do the same thing with, uh, but if I look at, if I look at just strokes game total, but I only look at the last three months, so guys who kind of played over the swing season, um, top guys on strokes game total were Kevin Kisner, who finished fifth, Kevin Na, who finished 28th, Willie McGirt was 13th. So it's just a nice, easy way where you can go, hey, does this stat matter? Has this mattered in the past? I can go do the same thing then for 2017. And it's just a good way to go through and figure out, you know, what are the stats that are actually important? Because that's one thing that we don't do for you is tell you what stats are important. We, we try to just give you all the information and let you kind of create your own strategy and figure it out. But that's something I'll go through is I'll look at, you know, what's mattered in the past and try to apply that this year. So how about the field this week, guys? You guys checked out the field at all for? A lot of new names, a lot of, a lot of faces I don't recognize, but some of the top stars are going to be there. So, um, so guys, uh, so the field for this week, here are the guys who are doing the best, who've gained the most strokes over the last uh, six or so, seven tournaments. We got Brendan Todd, Patrick Reed, Vaughn Taylor, Tyler Duncan. That's kind of an interesting name to pop up there. He won the RSM, so that's probably why he's coming mm-hmm. up there. Uh, Russell Knox, Abraham Anser, Harry Higgs, Alexander Norin, Carlos Ortiz. All those guys, the guys who were kind of the hottest recently, a lot of them on DraftKings are kind of between seventy, you know, 6800 bucks and 7700 bucks. So I'm guessing there's going to be some high ownership amongst those guys. But any of those guys you have any feelings on or just... I mean, Alex Noren knows how to win. He had a shitty year last year, but I, I, I would look for him to come back strong. I don't know if he's going to come back strong in January 2020, but he'll be back for sure. Well, he had a top 10 at uh, the RSM recently, so that's... Promising, at least. And uh, top 15 at the Bermuda Championship. Gosh, Alexander Noren's playing the Bermuda Championship. What is the world coming to? Well, I'm assuming that he won so many times on the Euro Tour and decided to, you know, take his game stateside. And so he's trying to kind of figure it out. So he's going to figure it out. He's going to win again. Well, I'm surprised that he didn't have status for the WGC, actually. So he must have. Well, because you said, like you said, he had a poor year last year. Because that, that Bermuda was hot coming into last year. Yeah, because the Bermuda is opposite of the uh, WGC. Justin Thomas, who. No, the TJ Cups, the TJ Cups the week after the WGC HSBC. Course history, guys. Guys who've played well, who've gained the most strokes at Wiley over the last five years are Justin Thomas, 
The Bistro, Chez Ravi, Charlie Three Six, Matt Kuchar, Webb Simpson, Mark Leishman, Scott Piercy, Hudson Swafford, the Swafficer. Um, I don't know anybody that obviously those you know some bigger names up top, but I'm taking Webb out of that, hundred percent. I mean, he's never missed a cut there, nine for nine, and he has six top twenties. I mean, I think he's a just a solid play. Uh, you got to go Charles Howell too. Chucky? Yeah. How could you not? He it's like a he makes like a an annual wage at this tournament every year. He's always top fifteen. I don't know if he's ever missed the cut. And I'm pumped to see what RLX has him sporting. It's gonna be. I hope he's got it. one run in him. I would love to see him win again. He just seems like a nice guy. <laughs> I mean. You know Charles Howell's good for one or two top fives before you hit mm-hmm. Florida, right? For sure. So, I mean, if you're going to take him, take him this week or in the next right. month. Speaking of Mr. Early in the Year performance, uh, remember Jimmy Walker, how he used to just own the you know West Coast and Hawaii swing? He's kind of done nothing for the last couple of years. Well, he, well, he also got um, Lyme's he did have disease. Yeah, Lyme disease kind of took him down. So he's still recovering from that. I mean, I think, I mean, I follow him on Instagram. It sounds like he's getting stronger. According he's, to Instagram, like all back. he does is eat steaks and drink whiskey all day long and shoot rifles and kill and shoot animals. shoot rifles. Sounds like he's living a great life. Sounds like tractor. And- <laughs> he should mix in some canned wine on occasion. I mean, sounds like what I'd rather be doing. Um, I mean, I think his moose, I think his deal is, I think that Lyme's disease. I mean, he's got no energy. I mean, it's just terrible. So I'm really rooting for him that he you're can come big, back. You're a big Jimmy Walker. I mean, the fan. guy's so good. Okay. Well, yeah, he's great. I mean, he just seems like a good guy. Seems like I don't know. I like I like his Instagram. Yeah. That. You know, I don't I don't let the fact that he kind of looks like a serial killer bother me. I really like the guy. <laughs> if he looks like a serial killer, what do I look like? Like a redheaded drunk. <laughs> It's time to play Who the Hell is That Guy and What Should His Nickname Be? This is a tournament where there's a lot of guys who are recently got their status kind of coming up. They, this is their first opportunity, which is kind of crazy, too. And this is one of the things that we want to get into the podcast, too, is talk about those guys who are grinding out there on tour because not everybody's pulling home those million-dollar paychecks. A lot of these guys are just sur- trying to survive out on tour. They just graduated from corn ferry it's kind of an evil trip to make them all go out to hawaii you know for their you know one of their first tournaments of the year probably one of the most expensive tournaments if they miss the cut they're not getting paid crime your river i'm sorry you have, yeah. i'm sorry you have to go to hawaii and try and play golf for money you poor thing perhaps i was being a little, i was giving them a little too much credit but so I thought I thought one of the fun things that we could do this week is kind of go through some guys that I that we'd never heard of and ask who the hell is that guy and what should his nickname be? Because we all got the nickname except for Paul, whose nickname sucks. Well step your game up a little bit and figure something out. Why don't you call Paulette and tell her that? <laughs> oh that's it. No, we're done. His nickname's Paulette. <laughs> <laughs> Couple guys, uh, did you guys look up any guys? Are there any guys that you guys found that you're like, I'd never heard of this guy. Who who is he? Yeah, I just, I just found one. I was kind of you know perusing the field and just kind of 
Googled a couple guys' names towards the bottom, and I saw a guy by the name of Alexander Beach, who I'd never heard of before, but apparently he's from Minnesota, from Stillwater, Minnesota. A uh, 29-year-old assistant professional, um, but very accomplished player. He won the 2019 PGA Professional Championship and the Assistant PGA Professional Championship. So first... Wait, so he's a, he's a club pro? Yeah, so apparently he yeah. first person ever to win both in the same year. Um, fourth player to win both in their in his career. Um, but apparently from winning these, he's that earns him six exemptions into PGA Tour events this year. So this is one of them that he's that he's using. Hell yeah, um, you know what? If I had six, I'd definitely go to Hawaii for one. Yeah, so I think he's got this one. He's playing Torrey Pines. There's one other, and then he was kind of waiting to see. He actually and that actually got him into the second stage of the Corn Ferry um, Q School, which he finished sixth at, which got him in the final stage where he didn't play so well. Um, tied for 113th, so he'll have minimal status on the Corn Ferry Tour, but... Um, yeah, kind of a cool story. He goes from, you know, he's kind of looks like he's been at several different clubs, you know, be it between being an assistant and a teaching professional doing that. And here you are, you've got six exemptions into PJ Tour events to try to, you know, maybe make a few cuts, make some money, who knows, have a good week, get your, you know, get your card for next year even. But um yeah, looking back, he played in the 2017 and 2019 PGA Championships. Uh missed both cuts, but um so he's got a little bit of experience in the you know, in a PGA tour field. That's pretty cool. You know, and I did, a, I did a little bit of research on some guys and it's just kind of fun. And this is something I'd like to get into more on the podcast. It's just kind of highlighting some of these journeys that these guys took. So one of the guys that uh, I looked up this week was named Harry Higgs. Oh, wait, first of all, before we get into good old Harry Higgs with a guy with the name of beach out in Hawaii, you've got to think there's something going on. What, what, what kind of what kind of what should his nickname be? Should, do, should we stick with Hasselhoff? Hasselhoff, it is. <laughs> Soul. Anybody? Can anybody top? Not that? at all. Not, not even going to try. <laughs> nope. Hasselhoff. Alexander Beach, aka Hasselhoff. So I was uh, reading up uh, Harry Higgs. He's currently the world number one hundred and thirty-seven. He, uh, this is not near as exciting a story as, as his, but uh, as the one that Paul told about Hasselhoff, but 28 years old, lives in Dallas, went to SMU, uh, played PGA Tour Latin America. I just read an article on, uh, I think it was Golf Digest that kind of had uh, an interview with him and it was kind of interesting. He saying like when they're playing the, he didn't know Spanish and when you're playing the Latin America Tour, you're always getting local caddies. A lot of times those caddies have to like wake up at three in the morning, go drive to the course to meet you. And they only speak Spanish. And he like, like the only words that he knew how to like talk to his caddy were like short is better, which I don't know exactly what the Spanish is for that. But, you know, if he was between clubs, he's like, yeah, short is better. And that was like the one phrase he learned in Spanish, which is funny. He, uh, he was fifth place last year in the regular season on the Corn Ferry Tour, which secured his card. Uh, he's got, uh, I believe it's exemption status 26. Do you guys know about exemption statuses? A little bit. Like, I didn't even know there was like 26 there. I mean, like, he's 26. And 26 is basically guys who finish in the top section at the Corn Ferry Tour. And so that's how they get into tournaments. So, 
don't know. I thought that was just kind of crazy. So they, there's like a pool of guys that all finish in this, that get this exemption 26 status. And then once, once you start playing, you keep getting reshuffled based on your FedEx points. So he's, he came out, uh, I think with second or third, uh, level of status in that tier. But so he took second at Bermuda. So he's off to a good start. Um, Another thing that was just kind of interesting is that he had no status going into uh, 2017 and he was at Q school. And in the final round, he was two shots inside the number. And he said that like, he'd never been more nervous in his entire life because if he didn't get his status, he was done. And he went out and he shot a, a clean 63 that day. Just kind of awesome to like, I need to get this done today. Otherwise, I'm done forever and just come out and play lights out. Harry Higgs. Any names for him? Corto es mejor. <laughs> Short is better. <laughs> I like it. Cort- we could call him Cortez. Sure. I, I was in <laughs> Cortez. That's Latin America, right? He discovered Latin America. Looks um, like a super white guy, though. Yeah, he does. Um. I was thinking like more like I like particle physics and the Higgs boson, so maybe we could call him the collider. Are any of you guys familiar with the Large Hadron Collider? Settle down, Dechambo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Moose, did you see that new collider they made that was like the size of a Cheerio? No. Yeah. So they like built the Large Hadron Collider, which is like a thousand miles in diameter, and then they decided to just do another one the size of a Cheerio. Yeah, it might have even been smaller. It was crazy. I'm going to be looking that up immediately after this podcast. Um, I will not. Here's... <laughs> no, you will not. Yeah, don't worry. The smart guys will keep looking into it. You just... You do whatever you do. Um, So another guy, Bo Hogue. I think it's H-O-A-G. I'm saying... I think that's Bo Hogue. How would you guys... Bo Hoag? We'll go with Bo Hogue. What's his nationality, Moose? He looks pretty white. He's from Ohio. Okay. <laughs> so, get this. Okay, so everything that I read. So, if he... Here's what I'm going to prepare you all for. If he is ever in the hunt, we will hear nonstop about he's buddies with the one and only Jack Nicholas. His grandfather was a founding member at Muirfield, Muirfield Village and eventually became the chairman there. Uh, went to the same high school as Jack. Went to the same college as Jack. The doesn't play golf as well as Jack, but uh, he played his first PGA Tour event back in 2012. So this guy's 31 years old. So he's been crying forever. This is his first, you know, exemption on tour. He he did qualify for an event back in 2012 when he played a Monday qualifier and played in the Honda Classic. Um, this year he. It wasn't the PGA Professionals Championship, but he won equally prestigious the Winco Foods Portland Open and finished seventh on the Corn Ferry Tour. Mm-hmm. Pretty good. I got a nickname for yep. him. Dagwood. Dagwood. Go on. Because Hogue sounds a lot like Hoagie, and Dagwood Bumstead crushed a lot of Hoagies. It's a comic book reference from, you know, a long you time You know ago. Tom Hoagie is actually on tour. There is a Hoagie guy on tour he also defeated me in the minnesota state match play about five years ago i was thinking of hippie jack for this 
because Bohog sounds like Boho, like Bohemian, and he's best friends with Jack, so just hippie Jack. But he hasn't really looked hippie like either. But or we just call him the Hog. He can be done with it. It's not as good as Hasselhoff. I'm gonna say that. <laughs> it sounds like a Mortal Kombat character. It sure does. Finish him. I'm also gonna say, look at him up. He looks like an average white guy on tour. He kind of looks like a Kennedy. You mean anyone with cough, like uh, with like well put together hair and a polo looks like a Kennedy? Yeah. Tractor, you look like a Kennedy then. Fuck yeah, I do, baby. Uh, um, I'm going more for a Wall Street look with a slick back, but who's keeping track? Okay, um, I'm not even getting into Matthew Neesmith because this is running long already. Yeah, I was going to say, that's a basketball <laughs> reference for sure. Okay, should we go into it? Okay. Oh. He's the world number 281. We'll keep all that. <laughs> uh, and he won the Albertson Boise Open. It looks like a dope tournament, yeah. Oh, that's a big event. A, a couple of these corners, yeah. <laughs> that's a cool golf course. Because that Portland tournament, is that at uh, Pumpkin Ridge? Yes. Pumpkin Ridge is awesome. It is time for our one and done picks. So we're starting off. This is our first pick of the year because we're skipping. We, we were not in existence for the Tournament of Champions. This is going to be our first pick for the year. Paul, would you mind tracking down the picks here? You bet. Awesome. Um, and, and Paul, since you're st- starting, I'll let you go first here and we'll all right, and then you can say you can say who has to go second. Okay, um, it was kind of mulling over a few guys, but I'm just gonna kind of kind of take the hot hand. Um, I'm gonna go Patrick Reed this week. Um, been knocking on the door, third at the Hero, second this past week. You know, a few other top tens going back through October. Is he gonna hit a green? You don't need to when you cheat. I think he'll play better this week. I think you know. It's, the right to left draw. I think this course is going to suit him a little better. Um, probably it's not going to be as windy. Um, yeah, and part of it too, I'm just going to pick him before he does something else that makes me dislike him even more than I already do. So let's just get him out of the way. Love it. Who are you going to select next? Let's uh, let's go over to you, Rhino. Colin Morikawa. I like him for a variety of different reasons. I hate that it's you know his first time. At the Sony, um, but I, I think the guy's just a pure ball striker. He's ready to win again. He's going to be the kind of guy that wins once a year. I don't know if he's a Hall of Famer. I don't know how many majors the guy wins. Sounds like the knock on him is his putter. I think this golf course is, you know, you can rip a lot of drivers, but you got to be pretty accurate with your irons. Like he's he just ball strikes the place to death and makes enough putts. I like him. And who would you like to select next, Jordan or Mister Rhino? Um, Moose. Well, I think I'm going to come out swinging for the fences here, and I'm going to go with Justin Thomas. He's been known to go back-to-back in the past. He's been known to to back up tournaments, so I don't think any of the stuff that I'd normally put on other players in terms of don't take him the week after a win, don't take him if he's backed up. I'm going with Justin Thomas. He played great at the President's Cup. Obviously won last week, but what I'm thinking is that he won last week, but he doesn't really feel like he win. He didn't actually go out in there and win it. He just happened to win. I think he wants to kind of go out there and, and finish it off on his own. So 
I'm going to burn a big one early and uh, go with Justin Thomas. Let's go with you, Tractor. I'm taking Webb, Webb Simpson. I mean, I just, you know, 99 cuts made there, six top 20s. I mean, I think he, he's my bet for the week. I think I'm going to get a top 10 out of him, guaranteed. We now make up our own game called Fantasy Nassau. All right, guys, so what we're also going to do this season is we are going to play a Team NASA event. Uh, two on two here, and we each guy is, has to select a player for the week. It cannot be a guy who selected during the one and done. Uh, how this is going to work is this week, Jordan, Rhino, and Tractor are teammates against Paul and the Moose. And we're all going to pick one player who wasn't selected in our one and done. And we're going to be using uh, a lot of statistics to manage this, and it's going to be a NASA event. So Rhino and Tractor's team will be playing Moose and Paul's team. So just like you play at your home course, hole one, best ball on one. Maybe it's going into hole two. Maybe we're up one. Maybe we're down one. And we're going to go that through all four days, and we're also going to track this through the rest of the season. Um, a little bit different, a little complicated, uh, but I think it's going to be a lot of fun, and I think it will also cho- show who we kind of like not as a mainstay every single week. What's kind of fun about this is that it's a four-ball match, so and obviously there's four rounds, uh, and so, so potentially each week there's going to be 12 points awarded, right? If you swept in all four tournaments, your team would get 12 individually we'll each get 12 so let's say paul and i swept the whole thing paul and i would each have 12 points on the season okay so next week it changes up and i'll you know we'll rotate partners every week and we'll see who ends up with the most points at the end of the so season both, so if tractor and i our guys miss the cut we lose six points autumn automatically assuming one of your guys no the cut. well if both of yours if both of your guys miss the cut Got yes it. if one of your guys miss the cut and both Paul and my guys make the cut. Two it's on two one. Two on one. Yep. So you still potentially could win a nine. You could win a sure. total. You know, no, I mean? I love you could still win points, but you just you're you're carrying a big freaking weight on your back at that point. Which is kind of like if you were partners with Tractor, anyways, Jordan. I'm gonna get one good nine out of them. I know that much. Yeah. <laughs> okay. If I'm sober. I think there should be so we're going to keep an ongoing tally throughout the season, and that, and obviously we're going to switch up teammates. There will be one catastrophic loser when it's all said and done. Correct? That is that correct. should be the penalty. Whoever loses has to do something terrible. Love it. Okay, so the loser does something terrible to be determined in the next couple of weeks. Yeah, it should be gross and juvenile. Yes, I agree. With that, I'm going to flip a T. To see which team is up first. And it is you guys to go first. Jordan or Tractor. You guys can pick. Why don't you guys talk amongst yourselves on who gets the first pick. But you can't say who you're going to go with. I'm taking the first pick. Mm, okay. Yeah. That was that was good I'm, collaborative yeah, discussion. I'm dictating. I'm taking uh, Chucky Three Sticks. Good, safe, conservative play. I like it, buddy. Okay, so now now it's now it's Paul and my, my pick here. So, Paul, Paul, do you want to go? Like you're, you're kind of. Why don't, why don't you go, Moose? Then I'll. So uh, I'll, I'll, I'll kind of lead off, which kind of a safer play, and then that allow you to kind of like figure out what you need to do and swing for the fences. Okay. Is that? 
Yeah. Um, I hope that works. I think it's a good strategy. No, yeah, I like that. Plus, you know, you're the better. It's good for you to kind of back me up. It's, <laughs> I think this is a good strategy. Okay. I'm going to go with Joaquin Neiman. Stingers. Stingers. He's he's currently uh, ranked fifth in the field in birdie or better gained. And if we're playing uh, four ball, I'm going to kind of go for guys who are making a lot of birdies or eagles. So My turn? Yeah, Jordan, it's up to you. I'm going to go with the hottest hair in the field. Uh, fashion icon. Beautiful boy. Sung JM. Mm. Good pick, Pods. He's number nine in birdie or better skate. So that's a, that's a good one, too. So I, I guess I can't table talk, so I won't. So is there table talk allowed? No. No. <laughs> no table talk. All right. I'll finish it off. Moose, I absolutely love your pick. Um, going aggressive. Kind of the young gun. Um, I'm going to go with the model of consistency. Um, been playing some steady golf. Good history here. Last year's winner, uh, Matt Kuchar. Oh, I love it. Oh, so we've got Matt Kuchar and Joaquin Neiman versus Sunjay M and CH3. Hideki gets left off the board in both one and done and in the in the NASA. He blew a four up lead against Fino at the President's Cup. That is true. You just can't do that. And expect to get picked for this? Yeah, this is the big leagues. <laughs> it's the Sony. I have a similar pause at the top of my swing, apparently, and let me know. Let me tell you how that works out. Usually, <laughs> it's scary. We recap the Century Tournament of Champions and discuss the true threat that Patrick Reed poses to golf. JT's pretty good, huh, guys? Real deal. He's gonna have a big year. He's gonna have a big career. You've you've had some pretty uh, high boasts in our in our group chat, Jordan. You want you care sharing that with the world on the podcast? I, I think he he's got it all. He's got the intangibles. He's obviously kills it. He's a tiny little guy. Hits it three fifty. Makes every putt, especially under pressure. I mean, I I see him winning five times this year, and I know five I, times. This well, year? he's already five? won two. And so, I mean, I'm going to get heat for that. Oh, okay. So you, so you see, okay, yeah, no, that's you know fair. Because I was so, thinking, like, I thought you said he's going to win three times more this year. And I was like, okay, I forgot that he's already won yeah. twice. Well, you know what's good news for you, though, is that he is going to win this week because I picked him in my one and done. So that's going to knock off one of those. So that's going to help a little that's bit. That's fine. I also think a recap has a lot to do with, I mean, the regress. I'm not really wrong with that, it, by the way. What? With the regrass of the golf course, we I think that I mean it made it an interest like it was interesting for the tournament. I thought it was going to be firm and fast, and it was just it was so boring to see these guys like hit their tee shots. I must have heard Azinger well, so say so. It was it was super soft off the tee, but those firm. greens were firm yeah. as hell. Nobody could hold anything on well, the greens. One was blowing twenty five. Yeah. I mean they they would have shot absolute. They would have shot nothing. If the greens were, you know, if if the wind was down, they would even with firm greens, they still would have been low twenties, right? But yeah, off the tee, you've got ninety yard fairways, legitimately. And yeah, I must have heard Azinger say, "Let the shaft out on this one," like fifty times. I mean, these guys were just swinging as hard as they could on seventeen and eighteen. That being said, it, it was it was interesting to see Reed post, and I, I thought there was no chance that that he was going to get into the playoff, and then, you know. Thomas hit that three wood on 18. I, you can't really knock him for it. He wanted to go for the green and just overcooked it a little bit, especially with the wind. But 
I mean, you heard him talking to his caddy and where he was looking to go. It seemed like he was like making the right play. I think he just got quick and turned it over a little. Yeah. That had to be pressure too. I saw Dustin Johnson hit, you know, basically just high block, hard flare, literally 120 yards right of that shot, you know, into the grandstands. No worries. Easy drop, 60 yard pitch. I swear to God, I, I was watching this weekend, and a lot of times, you know, I've got kids, so sometimes you can't watch, but every single time I looked up, Dustin Johnson was in the long grass looking for his Sim ball. driver. He not still working. played all right, but it was like every single time I looked up, he's like in there doing some, you know, march looking for his mm-hmm. ball. Did anybody else feel like 100%. that? 100%. So was it, uh, I think it was 12 or 13, the hole that played basically like 300 yards. Yeah, I think it was the second hardest hole on the weekend. Yeah, the uphill one that goes a little yeah. right. Yeah, that's kind of, I mean, that's fun. I always love, you know, I mean, we all say we love risk reward, but it's kind of fun to see carnage. I don't, I don't think I saw any Eagles, but you know, you knock down front of the green and get up and down for birdie. No problem. Or three from the tee. Yeah. Um, you know, one of the things too, and it's just so tough with TV because you don't feel 25, 30 mile per hour winds, but Patrick Reed shooting two sixty sixes this week, which is which is seven under seven under on that golf course. Yeah, seven under twice with the wind blowing. At least, uh, which rounds did he do? Which round was his first six? I think the second two? round when it was like blowing pretty hard. Round two. Yeah, so was, so I think it was like averaging <laughs> around like sixteen that day. Um, to, yeah, to Tractor's point about you know. Can he hit a green this week? I think I heard yes, towards the end of the round yesterday he had gained like 12 strokes on the field putting or yeah, something for the it week. It was insane. Which is, Moose, you would know that's got to be. You can't keep that up. He got he got up and down probably. from everywhere. It was incredible. <clears throat> he gained nine strokes putting over the tournament, so I don't know. Well, here, I can okay. tell you what he got over the full tournament here. It was incredible. It wasn't. It wasn't maybe he was there at some <clears throat> point, and then I don't know what happened, but so. Maybe he played ridiculous. I don't want to sit here and read numbers, but yeah, it it was phenomenal. I think the final number that he came in at was nine point three strokes game putting, which is ridiculous. He gained ten on the field total. In my one DraftKings lineup, I will say I had Shoffley and Reed, so that couldn't have worked out any worse. Even though of the three, I probably would want Thomas to win. Um, I will say that not that not that the simulator was really stepping out on a limb this weekend, but the Fantasy National Golf Club simulator has its first win of the 2020 season. It picked Justin Thomas to win, so it is currently undefeated and perfect. How many winners did your simulator have last year? Do you, do you know? Um, I think it was five or six, but I'd have to go back and check. Um, I was curious. Yeah, I should know that, but I don't. Slightly better than Tractor Rhino. We had four. But regardless, going back to Patrick Reed, because I feel like we want to talk about him, right? I mean, he's kind of the topic du jour. Here's where I'm at on this. I, if I just blocked out all the noise and I had never heard the guy speak, he might be my favorite golfer in the United States. He's so fun to watch. I love the whirly bird activity and, like, the sawed-off bullshit that he does, especially when he's trying to hit a cut. He's a great putter. He's a grinder. Guy always comes up and hits great shots. But he's just such a nightmare of a human being. I love that part about him personally. I absolutely love it. That you he know steals what? I from Randall teammates. Chambly going, 
I just want him to say I'm sorry. And oh, I, I don't cheated. want that. I don't and, want. Oh, that. if I just if he just said I cheated and I'm sorry I got caught, everybody would like him. It's like no. You know what? We live in like the Trump era where you don't apologize for anything, even if you got caught on video, even if you have audio recordings, you don't ever do it. Patrick Reed's not going to do this. No. There's absolutely no reason for him to do this. Nobody would be talking. Why would he want people to stop talking? No press is bad press. He's getting all the press in the world. People know who he is. Who gives a shit? Yeah, he cheated. He got caught. This is sports. This is America. If you're not cheating, you're not trying. I'm not saying I condone it, but I also don't give a shit. Like, he's not going to do it. (laughs) I love it. I'm kind of in the Patrick Reed camp where I'm a little over it right now. Like, just get... He's kind of like back to just being kind of like generally like disliked. Like, the peak of hatred is kind of over for me. We're just like, I mean, of course Patrick Reed did that. I mean, that's where I'm back to. Like, I think when the guy yelled cheater yesterday, it was complete bullshit. Like, it was. We're, we're past it. Let's move on. Like, yeah. the more that this hatred comes on him, the more that I want him to win. Like, the more that I'm just like, yes, let's bring it on. Like, I'm like rooting for Patrick last night. I threw 10 bucks, or no, five bucks, five bucks on Bovada, five bucks against Rhino for for Reed to win yesterday. Just as I'm like, yes, everybody's so pissed. I want this. Guy. I, I love it. Who cares? He doesn't give a shit what you think about him, and that's what I love. He doesn't care. He's like, yep, I, I just, some, the camera, fake news, you know, let's hey, just move on. Your word against mine, don't worry about the camera. Right, who cares? The guy's playing awesome, I mean, we all heard it, we don't need to go over, like, what ridiculous up and down stats he had, and how many one putts he had. Like, that's the best part about it. The guy's an asshole, and there's nothing you can do about it because he's good. He's great. He's he's really, really good. He's going to win this year. Can I tell you guys what the true threat that Patrick Reed poses to golf, though? Justine. His wife, yeah. <laughs> false. Both false. Every time this shit happens with that guy yelling cheater, you got these guys on traditional PGA radio... Well, they start serving drinks so early at these tournaments. Can you imagine if they're wide mouth wines? Oh my god. Guys, remember when the Ryder Cup was at Hazeltine and they wouldn't start serving beer until 10 a.m.? How pissed everyone was? Well, yeah, on that because that was Sunday. Is that the only it was only one day? They delayed it that one day because it got a little out of control. Yeah. Saturday afternoon we got a little dicey. Yeah. But that's the thing, it's like, no. Do not ruin if Patrick Reed in his like villainy ruins the waste management Phoenix Open, the Honda Classic, the Ryder Cup, I will be so pissed. If people are like, oh well, guys are yelling out, cheater. We better not serve drinks. No chance though. Moynihan, I mean, the the tour gets it. They get where their bread is buttered. And the butter's in the booze, because that's where the dough is. And, you know, I love being a spectator at PGA Tour events. Like, being a spectator at a PGA Tour event is so different than any other sport. Like, it's no other sporting event is being a spectator of physical activity. When you're out at a golf course, you're like hoofing miles trying to get from here to there. And sometimes you're just sitting there waiting, not seeing any action. 
It's a gorgeous day out. I want to get blottoed. <laughs> I want to drink. It's like sitting out on a boat without any water, without a boat. But you're outside and you got some drinks. You're with your buddies. You got... It's like, it's like it's like being on a boat mixed with the Macy's Day Parade. And the golfers are the, the parade float. So you sit there and you drink and you talk shit. And you have a good time. And I do not want to sit there on the 13th hole for three hours to see my favorite player come through and not be able to have a drink. And where you're sitting, you also want to be in a vicinity of a pisser. It's Very a must. Important it's a must. Cruising. Or some good trees, right, Tractor? <laughs> not during a public <laughs> event. Depends how much shrubbery there is. Huh. Well, like live golf is always so funny, too, because 90% of the time you're there, you're like, why am I here? This is so boring. I can't see anything. I'd much rather be watching this on TV. And you're in your walking back from the pisser or from your special tree, and Tiger Woods walks up like fucking two feet from you. That is pretty cool. Oh, Tiger okay. Woods almost ran over my little kid one time at the, at the Ryder Cup. Yeah, we how'd you were, feel we about were walking that? across? We we were walking at uh, we were down by the practice range and we were going from the practice range to the putting green. My kid just ran out. Tiger like stops like three inches from running him over. My kid just kind of looks up and he's like, he waves and Tiger like waves and smiles back and my kid just keeps going and I'm like kind of torn because I kind of like I felt guilty because I kind of wish that Tiger hit him so I could sue him. <laughs> But at the same time, it was like, my kid's like two, and I'm like, you just almost got hit in a golf cart by the greatest golfer ever to play, and he waved at you, and he waved back, and you have no idea what's going on. But that was completely awesome. Still wish he got hit a little bit. And like, just like, maybe had like a little limp for, you know, like, kind of like Kaiser Soze or something like that. But like, we could just retire, and I wouldn't even have to be doing this podcast with you fuckers. Anyways, that's, that's where I'm at. And with that, let's call it a show. <laughs> Tractor, bring it on home. Uh, but yeah, so thanks for uh, listening to our very first pod. We promise we will try to get better. Uh, just a quick recap. You guys got to meet the four of us. Rhino, Moose, Paul, and myself, the Tractor. Uh, we talked a little bit about the Sony Hawaiian Open. Uh, again, great stats on uh, Mooseonomics. We believe uh, left avoidance is pretty big off Moose's statistics. So take a look at that. We did our one-and-done picks. We also put together our week-long four-ball NASA. We're going to try to see how this thing goes. Should be some fun. Um, and we did a little bit of recap on the uh, Tournament of Champions. Uh, other than that, uh, you guys have a great week. Watch a lot of golf. Uh, and again, feel free to hit us up on any of our social media and let us know what you guys think about this. If you guys want to hear something else, you got comments, good or bad i mean i bet they're mostly gonna be bad but hopefully you guys send us some good stuff uh we'd really appreciate it thanks guys